0: Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com
1: Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.
2: And welcome back. And this portion of Computer and Technology Radio is brought to you by Kingston and Canon and all those other good companies that support our show. So welcome back. And we're very, in fact, Marsha, I am all a Twitter about this next interview.
3: Well, okay, I'm just diving right into it, because I, I want to get to Jeff quickly, but I, okay. I want to start out. Did you
2: get it? I'm all a Twitter about the interview. I, I got it. We you got, got it. just shined Mark. it on, right?
3: Yeah. Whatever. Okay, June 16th and 17th, in New York next week, and it's killing me that I can't go, is the 140-character conference. It's not the first conference on Twitter, but I think it's got to be the hottest. Uh, guests. Keynotes are going to be given by Twitter co-founder Jack Dorsey, Web 2.0 Godfather Tim O'Reilly, uh, New York's top venture capitalist Fred Wilson, and by the way, the uh, keynotes are going to be given in a speedy 15 minutes, you know, kind of in line <laughs> that with that makes the, sense.
2: <laughs> That's funny, but I, I mean. Like that.
3: Guests are going to be David Saranga, Consul for Media and Public Affairs at the Israeli Council in New York. Wow. Uh, Mossad Ahmad, Head of Media Technology for Future Media Department Technology Division for Al Jazeera. Co-producer of Late Night with Jimmy Fallon, a CNN anchor, uh, producer of The Today Show, uh, White House, uh, Correspondency in the Age of Twitter panel with Air America's Anne-Marie Cox. I mean, everybody is going to be there except for me.
2: No, sadly, and, and me.
3: So I I was desperate and I, luckily I was able to get Jeff Pulver the founder of the conference to be our interview today nice. and while I was while I was researching Jeff I found he is the co-founder of Vonage and in Marsha's world he in- invented voice over IP.
2: So <laughs> let's ask Jeff. Is it in his world is that true? Is
3: that
4: true, Jeff? Jeff, welcome. Uh, welcome. Hey, uh, thanks, Jeff. I've been enjoying your show. I've been listening to it, and it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Um, I did not invent voiceover IP, but I did help popularize it. And from uh, from my first interaction with it in the early '90s to uh, using it as a hobbyist in uh, 1995, it certainly changed my life. And in fact, it saved my life. I uh, back in '95, I was working in the World Trade Center. I had an IT position at a counterfeitural securities, and uh, due to my obsession for uh, talking on the internet, which came from being a ham radio operator and the rediscovery of my hobby 20 years later, um, I ended up getting fired from my day job in July of ninety six and unfortunately, about 400 of my friends, the people whose name I recognized, were all there on Uh 9-11. So um, I I must say that this is voice over IP, is a technology that certainly saved my life, and I was very fortunate to actually take a passion, and I did a few things over the years. I, I accidentally created a, what became a large trade show and conference that helped make this a multi-billion-dollar industry. I had an idea for one company that ultimately morphed into Vonage, and in 2003, I went to Washington to prevent uh, voice over broadband, but being to be regulated. And um, I actually have a law in my name now, was issued by the FCC in 2004. The, for the order. Order. yeah. How cool
2: right. is
5: that? And it's,
4: it's like because I, I've. In 96, when, the, when things were just getting started, and I really was just a hobbyist having fun, a bunch of phone companies got together, and they wanted to ban the sale and use of Internet telephony software in America and make the software companies be regulated like telcos, which I thought was really funny. But nobody was laughing, and I actually came to the, came to the front and created an, an organization that still exists today called the Voice on the Net Coalition. And at that time, I got 110 companies to get together to stop this and and really educate the government that uh, they should not regulate this technology, and we were successful for nine years. And in 2003, when we were coming out of the dot-com crash, the telecom crash, and the effects of 9-11, I realized that voiceover broadband would be incredibly disruptive to telecom operators, and before they would wake up, I wanted to take an act on my own. So I went to Washington, filed a petition, and to my amazement, the FCC put my petition out for public comment, and then I had a a fun year going back and forth to Washington, meeting with different government officials, including the FBI and the DOJ. Wow. Um, and ultimately, in February 2004, then-chairman of the FCC, Michael Powell, issued what's now called a pulver order, and it was the first and only at the time positive regulatory ruling for voiceover IP anywhere in the world.
2: You and know, for the for those in the world who don't know, those living under a rock, tell us what voice over internet is. What does that mean?
4: To me, it's really software that enables um, anybody to communicate, and in fact, it brings the dream forward of the internet, so that anyone could be sitting, anyone with connectivity could uh, invent a service. Uh, in, in this particular um, situation, we're talking about voice over IP, is voice over Internet Protocol, or the ability to uh, talk into a microphone and have your voice heard someplace else, um, ubiquitously, and so. The entire telecom industry actually switched over to voice over IP as a core technology, but they, they failed to actually innovate. And what's incredible to me is since 1937, there's been no audible improvement in telephone calls anywhere in the world. And, in fact, the, the telephone was invented in 1876, the light bulb in 1879. So ever since the, the telephone was invented in the dark... And um, they're still me. using two wires, <laughs> Which right? makes sense. Yeah, actually, it's two wires. And we went from digital right. analog. You get this. If you actually had a tin can in your studio with a nylon rope, you'd have higher quality heard than over a telephone line because phone lines are only 300 to 3,300 hertz. So you, you lose intonations, And you know I don't think you've ever sat in a conversation with somebody and phonetically spelt your name as if you would do if you're ordering something over the telephone. And so right. my new obsession is to actually improve the voice quality of the world. I'm I'm actually on a quest to promote high-definition voice or HD um, voice. Because I think that there's a generation that's going through hyper-connectivity. I mean, I believe we're all suffering hyper-communications. You're more connected to people now than you were five years ago, and God help us five years from now. And Mm -hmm. to the extent that you're tracking people's status updates on on Facebook, uh, Twitter updates, to the extent that you're understanding the presence of your friends, there's a real true connectedness And every time you have a great broadband connection. But the moment you move to the telephone, you don't have parity, and, and, and I think we owe it to the millennials and to everyone uh, who has ever tried to communicate to actually improve the communication infrastructure. So later this year, I'm going to Washington, and as much as you guys were talking about you know yesterday and the the DTV stuff, I'm looking for by 2015 to have HDV or high definition voice become a standard for all phone calls, broadband, wireless, wireline. This should be ubiquity, and that you know for the first time in our generation. Um, When you you actually talk to somebody, you'll be able to hear it so much better. I mean, you've never been able to share music with friends over the telephone. Kids can never play piano for their grandparents over the phone. Um, And there's so many things. Forget about even the public safety and all the uh, um, uh, homeland security issues which could come up. But no one has come forward to this day to improve it, but I will, and I'm trying to. It's sort of like the the opening of the uh, six million man. We have the technology. (laughs) We can improve it. Love that show.
3: Well, you know, Jeff, I, I really want to thank you for that. And you can, I'm right behind you, and I'm right with you. Anything I can do to help you with that? Because when we do this show, we use ISDN lines, mm-hmm. which are obviously very expensive, and uh, it would be very nice to be able to get a good signal over a video. I phone would line. step
4: offline happy to help you out. I had an amazing high-definition call with the chief technology officer of Telstra in Melbourne, and I was in New York, and I'm still talking about this phone call from two weeks ago. It was amazing, like the guy was next door. It was that good.
2: Oh, yeah, that's, that really is
3: cool. Yeah, because we use packet, I, I use packet 8, so do you, Mark, and mm-hmm. of course I have Skype open on my computer all the time, but, you know, we don't get high definition of, over that either.
4: Well, you, one day you'll experience it, but let me just tell you about the 140-character conference. Yeah, we Please, should talk about, about talk that. let's talk about yes. that, <laughs> So, so um, this conference, so, so I've been in the last 14 years, 15 years chasing technology. Sometimes I see things early before it happens, sometimes it never does, but I'm, I'm always intrigued by it, and I first got turned on to Twitter at CES 2007 when my friend Chris Brogan was walking the show floor, and knowing where all the cool people were and all the great tech, all the great stuff to see. And I couldn't figure out what was happening. And then I got my own account in February, and I, I've been using it ever since. And the, the, ever since going to South by Southwest, I couldn't help but notice that we we finally have a we have something that that affected pop culture, and anyone and everyone's talking about Twitter. I, I happen to be an investor, so I'm happy about that. But I was <laughs> fascinated. By uh what was really happening, and I figured, you know what? I want to do a conference that that explores Twitter as a platform and checks out the effects of Twitter on things like celebrity, um, the media, uh, advertising, and if I had time politics, and uh, now, truth be told here, I really didn 't know any personal I'm not really friends with any celebrities except one or so. Phil Helmuth who' plays poker. the Roer is loosely based in his life, but most of my friends are not celebrities. I didn't know anyone really in the media that's Twittering. I knew, I knew of Rick Sanchez, but I didn't, you know, know him. Uh, right. and, and, of course, I couldn't help but notice everyone on Inauguration Day was all, you know, promoting the Twitter, their Twitter streams out in New York. Uh, and, you know, anyway, your brand's Twitter, but, again, I didn't really know the brands, and I certainly didn't know politicians. But I put out this call for speakers, but I, I wanted to be a little bit different, so I rented out a, a Broadway theater in New York City. <laughs> uh, and instead of putting out a call for speakers, I actually called it an, uh, a, um, uh, an open casting call. Uh, and because, you know, Twitter limits you to 140 characters typing, I had an open casting call for a cast of characters. It's and, totally uh, going
3: to be totally standing room only. This is going to be amazing. And so what ended
4: up happening is through through the true serendipity of the Internet and people who I never met, but their friendliness, I asked people to nominate people who they considered a character. And, you know, there was no real definition of what a character would be, but I said, do you know a character? Are you a character? Nominate yourself. And. And in mid-April, I had a cast of characters of people from around the world that some were very famous, some were not. But they all were doing things that define themselves. And over an intense period of time, I assembled an event. And then just it was, I was very fortunate because the Israeli consulate contacts me because they, Twitter, ever since the Gaza War, Israel's been using Twitter to send its media, send its media message out to the world. Really? Uh, and <laughs> and, and you know, not only do we have them, we have actually from the State Department and the, and the British, foreign, uh, British Foreign Office, we actually have two diplom- people from the diplomacy side who are going to be talking about using, pu- using Twitter for public diplomacy. Wow. I mean, it's just incredible. So what's happened is that all these different people reached out to me and who am I had to say no, and then like to make things really exciting. A friend of a friend contacts me, and all of a sudden I have uh, Jim Jones coming, uh, a woman whose music I'm really liking a lot, uh, Diana Birch. Uh, she- her album came out last week on iTunes, uh, thanks to the power of um, mommy bloggers. Hmm. And the whole mommy bloggers Twitter story is going to come out there, and and then a friend says, "Oh, what if Wycliffe came to your conference? Do You mind if he speaks?" And I, I know.
3: Like, I love you having Wycliffe Gene like, on there. That's uh, okay, great. come please. <laughs> what time
4: do you want? And, hmm. and so what's happening is that what I realized is that what, what what's really happening here is while everyone here, everyone's coming to the conference about because they use Twitter, I'm I'm treating each and every one as a pioneer because, like it or not, these are people that are ingrained in using Twitter professionally or personally but but it's affecting their lives and and i think the real story here is how each and every one of us are transitioning from a from a non real-time internet to the real-time internet to in fact living in the state of now and without thinking too much about it i think the internet's going through a phase change and historically you know the internet information the internet was archived some of it was ancient some of it was recent but it was never real time. I mean, in, in the financial world, to this day, consumers are still restricted to getting real time quotes twenty minutes delayed. I don't know why.
5: Right. But they Well, do. there is a reason yeah, exactly. for that.
4: But but we have uh, with with Twitter. You've, we've if you ever look at the trending topics on Twitter, what we've actually done is effectively um, demo, uh, you know uh, demonstrated access to information so that every ordinary people have access to content, access to real time data. I mean, it's one thing if you're head of a country or head of a na- or head of a large corporation, perhaps you deserve to have real-time information. But when, the, any, when the, any everyday uh, citizen of the Internet has access to real-time information, things change. Uh, to paraphrase my friend Sizemore, who's coming in from London, you know, we're sort of changing from going to Google search engine and asking a question to going to Twitter and, and, and saying, what are we doing? And when you have millions of people simultaneously sharing what they're doing, all of a sudden, we start to see trends. And these trends are emerging to a point where we can take action based on those trends, and all of a sudden we know from around the world what's happening to everyone, by everyone.
2: Cool. And we're going to go to break, Jeff, so can you hang with us? Absolutely. Terrific. Now, you did mention all the political things and, you know, Israel using it and such. The the important thing is that, as a Laker fan, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Lamar Odom of the Lakers (laughs) is twittering during the playoffs. I can't think of anything more important than that. Yeah, so, I think
4: it's important. I, I think being able to, you, know, you you have the ability to have an open hailing frequency from from fans to you know to the celebrities. It never before happened before in pop culture. All
2: right, we'll now, be right I'd back like to talk some more it about. I like calling it an
3: open it. hailing frequency. Yeah, there you go. This we'll is be Marcia right Collier, back. along with Mark Cohen and Jeff Pulver on WS Radio. We are the worldwide leader in internet talk.
1: You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.
6: The new government stimulus package might be able to help you either complete a college degree or start a degree from scratch. Degree.com can help. Degree.com offers the top online programs in the country for associates, bachelors, masters, or doctorate degrees. Other government funding for veterans might also be available as well. With Degree.com, you can learn online while in your pajamas, work at your own pace, and on your own schedule. No need to waste time or money fighting traffic, driving to school, when your next college degree can be a click away. Plus, you can also earn your degree faster online. Having a college degree opens doors and provides new opportunities. Degree.com can help you move up at work, land a job in this challenging economy, or even start a whole new career path. Now there's no excuse not to finish that college degree or get the education you need to move up. You're most likely online now, so learn more at Degree.com. That's Degree, D-E-G-R-E-E.com,
0: Degree.com. I have some good news for a change. With the stressful times upon us, having a regular glass of wine has proved in many studies to reduce stress. Membership is free. So reduce some of the stress and have some fun. Join now and connect with thousands of other like-minded wine lovers. To learn more, go to vinvillage.com. That's www.vinvillage.com. Vin village is where wine lovers connect.
1: If you're selling products on eBay and looking to maximize your profits, all you have to do is bling it. Blingit is a software tool that turns average digital photos into profit-maximizing, ready-for-Ebay product shots. Online entrepreneurs who bling their photos have increased their profits by up to 20%. With Blingit, you too can jumpstart your business and turn your products to gold in mere minutes. All you have to do is Blingit. Download your free trial at blingit.us.
6: What products should you sell on eBay and where can you find them at wholesale prices? worldwidebrands.com presents one source a new tool which gives sellers access to millions of quality products at wholesale prices drop shippers light bulk wholesalers liquidators and importers combined with powerful market research data that helps you decide what products to sell try our free preview at worldwidebrands.com and take advantage of our limited time introductory offer
1: As an online merchant, your top priority is increasing sales and driving store traffic. Sales in a Click is a fully automated email marketing solution that produces results and saves you time. With Sales in a Click, your customers and prospects will receive monthly professional-looking e-newsletters from you. Sign up now for your 60-day free trial and watch your sales and web store traffic grow. Get started and increase your sales today at salesinaclick.com slash ebayradio.
7: If you pay for packaging materials, we have a great way to save you money each month. Produce your own packaging supplies. You heard right. Stop buying bubble wrap and peanuts and start making your own bubble wrap with the new Bubble Pack Machine. It fits on a tabletop and produces six different bubble wrap sizes with the push of a button. See for yourself with our streaming video at BubblePackMachine.com and use our new cost savings calculator. Just enter in how much packaging material you purchase each month and what you pay per item. And the cost savings calculator will show you how much of your own money you'll be keeping each month. In addition to the cost savings, we can also save you time and storage space. No need to waste valuable storage space on bulky packaging material. Many of our clients thank us for giving them their garage back. See for yourself. Log on to BubblePackMachine.com. BubblePackMachine.com.
3: Are you frustrated by how little you understand about your computer or word processor? Or perhaps you just love to sell some of your very cool stuff on eBay? Enter the For Dummies series, famous for making great and easy-to-understand books on how to learn about any subject in the universe. They're easy to read, easy to understand, and great fun. For Dummies books are at bookstores everywhere or visit dummies.com. Dummies books are brought to you by the great folks at Wiley Publishing.
6: (laughs)
1: Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.
2: And welcome back and delighted to have uh, Jeff Culver on the show with us today who was the co-founder of Vonage is doing the uh, 140 conference about Twitter and Jeff thank you uh, certainly for being with us we're delighted to have you on.
4: Oh, it was a pleasure to be here and I enjoy the format of your show.
2: Well thank you we've got we only got about 4 minutes left for the end of the show but Marsha you you were going on and we wanted to talk about some specific things.
3: No, I'm just going to let Jeff rock because Jeff, you've got so much to say, and I want to hear it all.
4: I just wanted to really just invite people who are trying to figure out what's happening with Twitter, or really understand the social web. um, This conference is for them. Uh, But more importantly, I think what I'm really discovering is that you know the whole experience about Twitter is more than just for brands to broadcast. I, I'm a very big fan of uh, Twitter for different application uses. I. I actually believe that you know, Twitter is actually the, the tofu for social media because it could be adapted for so many things. But I, I do believe there's a humanity that's missing sometimes, and that whether it's journalists who Twitter, who forget about who, who use Twitter as a platform to promote information but not themselves, or people standing behind brands who forget about who they are as people and they're simply there to promote a product. I, I think there's an opportunity for true love to be felt, true humanity and feelings to come through. And one of the, my goals for the event that's coming up is to help connect people with very diverse backgrounds. I mean, I, I have an image of the when I first saw Star Wars or that bar scene where you saw all exactly. these people. Exactly. Oh, all I around felt the same worlds. way. And it's like, because yeah. you know, I actually have folks coming in. They're flying in from Dubai. They're flying in from Qatar. They're flying in from across Europe, <laughs> from Perth, Australia. And they're from all walks of life. And the one thing everyone has in common is they speak Twitter. That's and, cool. And so. Well, you the, know, the badges at this conference are a little unique. I mean, I've done tra- trade shows and stuff. These badges have first name, last name, and Twitter name, and that's it. No one's going to know what company they're from. No one's going to know what country they're from. They're all from the world of Twitter.
6: And hmm. and
3: and the world of Twitter is, is getting so big. As a matter of fact, I'm doing a, a closing session at a conference in a couple of weeks, and I will be talking on Twitter. I, I'm sure you read about how Dell Computer has increased their business not only by giving tech advice and deals and all kinds of things via Twitter and it's a huge thing for business as well.
4: I think there's a huge opportunity and there's billions of dollars of revenue that's going to be generated as, as businesses start to understand the social web and, and really understand that it's not just to be there to broadcast but it's to be part of the conversation. It's to listen, to engage and to move things forward and I think that there's a, a lot of positive change that can happen for those companies who understand Twitter and make a commitment to it and I also think you're going to find, as one of the further effects of the Internet, uh, some companies will be disrupted by guys, by competition, who is listening to customers, reaching out and hearing innovative ideas when other people just don't have their ear to the wall. So it's, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity, and I'm really grateful for everyone who's coming forward, who's traveling, and I'm really enjoying the serendipity of the moment. But I, I just say thanks to everyone who's, who helped make this happen. My plans will be announced on Tuesday, but I am looking at doing a follow-up event both in London and in Los Angeles. And uh, as well as New York, I think that it's uh, an amazing time to be online, and uh, this real-time web is just getting started. And I would have perhaps I should call this the Now Conference, but everyone seems to get there because of Twitter, so I'll continue to uh, refer to Twitter. But I I do think that we're entering this new phase of the real-time Internet, and that's something which is going to be bigger than Web 2.0 because it's something that fundamentally changes the way we look at information, the way we interact, the way we do business. And uh, I, I think the people at this conference coming up are all part of it without even recognizing what they've done or how, how they're doing it, because it's all Jeff, happening in real time. Jeff,
3: I totally agree with you because the most important point I want to get across to everybody is that Twitter is a conversation. It's not just a broadcast. It's where we can all get together, all from different parts of the world and get to know each other.
2: Hey, Jeff, I want to just ask you real quick because we only got about a minute left. Where can we get information on this?
4: Uh, inform- uh, 140conf.com. JeffPulver.com is my blog. They could drop me a line at Jeff at pulver.com. I'm around I'm, I've been working 21 hours a day on this.
0: <laughs> Must be uh, tired a
4: little bit it's, uh, it, but it, you know what it is I've been a blur but it's a really good blur. I know what I know what slow is. I know what having nothing to do feels like. And this is the total <laughs> opposite, and I don't. I'm, I'm very happy to be so busy. I can't sleep. It's fine.
5: Uh, Jeff, it thank great. you so
2: much for being with us. We appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll see you when you do this out in L.A. I
4: would love to, and thanks for the opportunity to be here. And I, I've been promoting this on Twitter myself, so I know friends are listening to the show. Thank you oh, so much great. for having me, guys.
2: Thank you, and look forward to seeing you in Los Angeles. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much. Well, that that is very cool, Marcia. Uh, that's great see, stuff, and we see, appreciate told having you, Jeff with us. I told you this us.
3: Twitter thing was going to catch on. You didn't believe me. I guess so.
2: I believe me, so. You, know? I you. I just. I know. Who knows? I I guess I'll have to understand more as we go along. You'll have to explain Twitter to me. Anyway, hey, everybody, thank you so much for uh, being with us for another great Saturday morning, uh, wherever you're listening to the show. As always, I ask you, please do not drink and drive. We want you back with us next week, and uh, another great show for you next week. So you're listening to Computer and Technology Radio on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet
5: talk.
1: You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.
5: Improve your business today. Learn to do professional email marketing the right way with Captain Email. This is Chris Merch president of WS Radio. For years, I've helped our WS Radio hosts, advertisers, and sponsors with their email marketing strategies. As a former Marine captain and an email marketing expert, I've created a new free club at CaptainEmail.com. Permission-based email marketing to your current customers with proven strategies to reach new prospects has positively impacted many of the businesses I've worked with. CaptainEmail.com includes resources to start and grow your email list, the top 10 email marketing tips, plus a free 60-day trial with no credit card required. From brick-and-mortar businesses to communicating with your Little League team, do email marketing the right way, professionally. How many times have you checked your email today? Log on to CaptainEmail.com,
6: and thanks for listening to WS Radio. Information, news, and entertainment on demand. Log on, listen, and learn.